What do you have to lose? You're living in poverty. Your schools are no good. You have no jobs. 58% of your youth is unemployed. What the hell do you have to lose? We're pulling live on the upside of America. Mama let me sip the 40. I was just a shorty. Then I started spitting garlic. And they said, we call me. I feel like this shit was for me. This shit is my story. Yeah. Uh. Turn out the punch. Uh. I got a Porsche, my finger back. I'm on the block with the killers and holding my own, of course. Yeah. I see my mom and dad separate and talk to divorce. So daddy was living by the pop and he died by the torch. I'm with the eight cases. We like the baby baby kids. Hey, I'm a daddy. I listen to suckers the same with the brain brain keys. I'm so stupid as an eight case and I just. Yeah, we back, man. That's that me, man. I know y'all hear me, man. Y'all heard that. Y'all heard that shit. Schools are no good. You have no jobs. Fifty-eight percent of your youth is unemployed. Man, dog. Like, listen how they talk to us, man. But good evening, world. It's King Seven, Seven Oveskin, Siete, Oh Mikey, Mike F. Shit, I got a different name for every bump on your face, dog. But uh, this is Siete's Way Podcast. And I am the narrator of the Siete era. Uh, this episode will focus on the current events that we, the people, the black people in America, are going through. And I want to talk about a lot of the stuff that I see plaguing our communities. Because, you know, like two years ago, my family and I moved to Georgia. Two years ago on this podcast, you know, I dropped an episode called This is America, Black in America. You know, it was in reference to Charles Gambino's viral video. And with the death of George Floyd and the death of Ahmaud Aubrey and the death of Breonna Taylor, you know, I started to repost that episode because I see a lot of outcry. I see a lot of pain in response to their death how nobody has been held accountable. Again, reminding us, black lives do not matter here in America. Not at all. You know, within maybe like six days, that episode got hundreds of new plays. A lot of engagement and interaction from different listeners, you know, from New York, California, even listeners out of the country. You know, I've been in the middle of moving my family again, you know, this time to a bigger house and a better community. You know, my beautiful partner in crime, she's had my back this whole time as far as speaking up and creating content. I mean, but really what she do, she running the family, man, and and making sure our children sustain a Hulu-like lifestyle. Something you have to log on to see. So with this episode, I want to update us on exactly what it's like to be black in America. I want to speak on various topics and frustrations because, after all, I am black in America. I'm a black man. My mother is black. My father is black. His mother is black. His father was black. My mother's mom is black. Her father is black. I have a black son. I also have a black daughter who recently turned eight years old. I'm a black man. I'm a black man who attended a historically black college. I'm a black man whose mother 
survived as a single woman raising four black kids in the suburbs. I am a black man whose mother birthed him while still in high school. I am a black man. I am not supposed to be here. I'm a black man. I'm a father. I've survived police encounters. I am a black man. I am a father who survived police encounters in front of my children. I am a black man. I'm a father who survived police putting their weapons to my chest in front of my children. Life's different for black men here in America. Life's different for peoples in a land of colonization. Again, recently my black girlfriend told me I was going to have to teach my black son how to move accordingly out here in America. And quickly, you know, I, I, I scan my brain thinking like, what does that mean? How do I teach him that? You know, these questions flash through my mind real quick because nobody taught me. And from the handful of social media posts and commentary, I'm reading from folks my age and older. No one taught y'all either. I mean, should they have to? You know, I see a lot of I see a lot of y'all were raised on, you know, if you act a certain way, you'd be accepted. That's similar to if you practice the same religion, you'd be accepted. But neither one of those teach you reality, truth or transparency. So when something goes wrong and you can't find an answer in your religion or performative blackness, you get angry, confused and lost. It can't be performative. This ain't a movie, dog. This isn't a dramatization of life. This is reality. And the issues you're facing today are alive and more real than they've ever been. You know, these issues being alive and more in your face has made me understand that not only do these issues affect us in a major way, but also the division amongst us. It aids these issues even more. You know, and that's that's a key word right there, division. And I want to talk about division and self-hate, you know, amongst our people. Division of self-hate is, is tough. It's, a, it's tough cookies right there. You know, for some reason, there's a large group of black people here that think because, you know, they wear a certain uniform. You know, wear a certain uniform or drive a specific car or live in a specific area that they aren't affected by typical run-of-the-mill everyday black person issues. You know, mix that thinking with the fact that there are black people who say attending an HBCU doesn't prepare you for the real world. An HBCU, a place where other black people dwell, learn, educate, network, they say that doesn't prepare you for the real world. That's crazy. Now, we'll, we'll pause right there and we'll quote. We'll quote Malcolm X right there. We'll say, who taught you to hate yourself? You have black people talking down on HBCUs, man. Just to attend a PWI and spend the rest of their life, their professional life, fighting passive aggression, racist agendas, and feeling less than because they've surrounded themselves in a professional setting where they are the only person who looks like them. Attending an HBCU, you get accustomed to seeing black people's attempt to be broadcasters, lawyers, teachers, administrators, entrepreneurs, etc. Dog, I could go on. So you, you feel what I'm saying? You'd be surprised to find how many black people don't grasp how important representation is. You've been programmed. You've been taught to hate yourself. You've been programmed. You're supposed to be in debt. Air quotes. You're supposed to be in debt. You're supposed to buy that new car. 
You're supposed to be in that house you can't afford to show others you're well off. You're supposed to. See, you're supposed to go to that good college. You're supposed to go to Michigan. No, don't go to Howard. Go to Michigan. See, you're supposed to. Now, why do you think you're supposed to? You've been tricked, nigga. It's a trick. We've been tricked. Nigga, it's a a trick. go, Go back to it. It's a trick. You've been tricked into thinking you need them to exist. We can take care of ourselves. You don't need to work for a racist boss. You don't need to subject yourself to that kind of mental warfare. The biggest lie they convinced you to believe is that you need them to exist. You've been tricked. We can police our own. We can govern our own. We can employ our own. We can protect and uplift ourselves, man. Another thing that another thing that divides us is approach. Like I was having a conversation with my girl today, uh, earlier earlier today, and she was saying like, you know, maybe she's like, sometimes people probably don't want to, you know, grasp what you're listening to or what you're saying because of of the way you 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 say it, your approach. You know, no. When she said that, I'm thinking in my head like, we the approach, damn the approach. We still have black people who believe that you can ask your killers to stop killing you peacefully. The same system that supports 19 bullets in an unarmed man. You're supposed to reason with that, right? Right? You're supposed to approach and beg peacefully. Please, please keep it peaceful. That's what you, if you go through the Facebook comments, if you have conversations with people, please just, I don't, whatever you guys do, just please keep it peaceful. The Bible thumpers. The morally correct, you feel me? Those who judge and and have to offer an an opinion on everything. In 2020, y'all would have never let Detroit Red turn into Malcolm. Y'all would have never let him. You would have, you would have, you would have, you would have, you was a pimp. You did drugs. Who is he? That's what y'all would have did. That's what y'all would have did. Y'all would have did that to him to death every time he spoke. Every time he showed up, y'all, who, what? He just got out of jail. Look what they're doing to George Floyd. Look what they're doing to George Floyd. So, and now I'm not even talking about them, but us. We we be, it's, we have Eurocentric beliefs. We have Eurocentric mindset. And I was telling my brother earlier today in a conversation, he hit me. He said, I'm about to go speak. They just asked me to speak. I don't know what to say. I'm like, dog, don't offer no Eurocentric solutions to black issues, to black problems. It's not, it's not, it's not gonna happen. There must be a culture shift. Presentation doesn't mean acceptance, dog. We have to kill all our old beliefs and unlearn everything. You know, most of the shit you love and support is ran by Caucasian. So you so you have to understand, you know, you get a choice and what you support and you put your money into. We know you still need to be told what's cool and hip so you follow the mainstream. But understand what you support, you empowered. And you empowered a movement that silenced you. You empower, like, the presentation, the approach, it needs to be peaceful. You empowered a movement that silenced you. Blackout Tuesday, 
what the fuck was Blackout Tuesday? Are y'all fuck y'all was y'all kidding me? Like y'all was dead ass. Y'all saw y'all saw them people risk their freedom outside. Y'all saw them people risk their health outside. Y'all saw them people protest hours and hours in the street, miles and miles. And y'all thought y'all woke up on a Tuesday and was like, "Man, we we gonna show them." We gonna shut the fuck up. We not gonna say shit. We gonna post Black Square. Blackout Tuesday. Blackout Tuesday was for Caucasians who want to purge their white guilt and for the helpless black folks who want to feel like they did something. That's guppy behavior, bro, and that's whack as fuck. Blackout Tuesday is one of those initiatives created by the enemy, dog, to make sure black people don't make a real decision, to make sure black people don't start a real mission. Stay silent for a whole day. Who the fuck comes up with that? Other than somebody trying to get people to forget what they're outraged about. I feel like none of you guys paid attention to history. None of you listened to any speeches by the leaders of yesterday. You follow along so blindly and so meek. No group of people was ever liberated by being peaceful and silent. That's... I won't, Sit on that for a minute. No group of people were ever liberated by being peaceful and silent. So while y'all was doing Blackout Tuesday, I was watching each person. You cannot offer Eurocentric solutions to black issues. It's not, it don't mix, it's oil and water, it will not mix. We have to, we, it's something, something's got to give. You feel me? We can't, we can't dress it up. We're not going to give, we, it don't matter what shirt we got on. It don't matter if we got a tie on. They shoot you in the face, you wearing a tie. So dressing it up, the presentation don't matter. It doesn't. And, and to be silent, it, it can't happen, dog. To be silent, when you see when you see injustice, when you see racism, when you see something that's not right, you can't be silent, bro. You speak up and don't fucking wait 19 years, 30 years to be like, man, man, back in 2020, I should have fucked, man. Nah. Once you see it, make somebody aware of it. Make your brother aware of it. Make your sister aware of it. Make your mom aware of it. Make your neighbor aware of it. We all we got. We are all we got. And that brings me back to my my other point about the HBCUs. We are all we got. The real world is not us working for a racist boss. You made it that. You drank the Kool-Aid. You fell for that. That's not the real world, bro. They, they, they tricked your ass into doing that shit. They tricked you into not speaking up when you see some bullshit. Out of fear of losing your job, out of fear of making them uncomfortable, and out of fear, out of fear, let's out of fear, out of fear. The word fear brings up brings me to to the Vista Marietta text. You know, while I was writing this the the copy for this this podcast, um, somebody I went to school with got some you know racist group chat text from. Uh, at the time, I, I can't remember uh, when I was. I don't remember. He 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 may have been the principal when I was there. He may not have. Uh, but his name is Darren Daniel, right? 
and he has a son and his son was in a group chat. I don't know if it's a family group chat. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's just on there, you know, and he's talking, right? He's talking to the normal, regular Caucasian kid dialogue. You know, niggas don't got dads, niggas don't got dreams, niggas, 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 blah, blah, blah. Whatever, y'all can read that shit if you want to. But think about it. All them black-ass students at that school, where the positions of power is for black folks. All that, all the black-ass athletes. Ask ask any athlete that attended Vista Marietta High School. You ever had a black head coach? How many black athletes at that high school, man? Do we ever have a black head coach? How many Caucasian males benefited from black athletes? Imagine the power. You feel me? Imagine that. Imagine that. And, and the key point in that, he's raised. He's raised that way. So he learned it from who? His dad, the super, the, the assistant superintendent. The, the principal, the head of a school with, with black athletes, with black regular students. He, ra- he was raised, his mother or father practiced that. Either way, somebody was in a position of power thinking like that and made decisions on other people's lives based on those beliefs. That's what all these riots and protests are for right now. Like, that's that, that system. And, and y'all want it to be peaceful because you are comfortable when it's not. You, you kind of threaten the hair in the back of your neck, kind of perk up when motherfuckers is destroying your business. When motherfuckers is destroying the streets. I don't give a fuck. You can't, you, your regular life cannot resume. That that power structure, that, that powerful feeling you have, nah, you can't drive your car, you can't shop, you can't operate a business until y'all figure that it's, this shit is done. Speak up, bro. Speak up. We're not writing emails. We're not writing letters. I'm not writing a letter to my oppressor. Complaints to a leaders of to the leaders of a system that protected and uplifted these kids and their parents. That will not work. The list of people's emails that people want us to call, make sure you make a report. Nah, dog. Those are the same people who responded to All Lives Matter. Or they responded with All Lives Matter. When my mom tried to bring awareness to such injustices on that campus. Laws, policy changes, and conversations has only led them to tolerating us. Not actually giving a damn enough to care about how they affect our lives. If they covered up a white kid calling a black person nigger, they don't care if a whole fucking school knows about it. So let alone a few emails from Facebook posts. They just don't give a damn. I don't want peace or conversation from my oppressors. Most of y'all were too naive attending that shit while y'all was in school. While y'all was attending school, y'all was so goddamn naive. Don't be naive years later. I don't want conversations from my oppressors. You call me a nigga behind my back. I want it to be honest. Let's even the playing field. Let's make it real. You you can say all you want, but let's not, let's not, Take it. If you, they let me see. I'm speaking from that from that point of view. Let's let's really even the plan foot out. You can call me what you want, but let's let the best man win with no daddy help. Your dad can't help you. Your parents can't help you. Fuck that. Nah. Let the best man win. Let the best talent win. 
Let the best father win. Let the best man for the job win. Let the best person do it. You feel me? And and I'm gonna close out with my with my black in America too. You know, I got ten minutes left on on here, and, and I wanna I wanna speak on like we can't we can't be so naive, man, as a people, especially with that black square shit, because. A motherfucker like Drew Brees posted a black square. He did. And y'all niggas celebrated that shit. Oh, oh, we got support. You know what, you know what the black squares and the the 2K and all them motherfuckers posting Black Lives Matter, you know what that shit is? The posts and the statements say Black Lives Matter. But the action tells me Insta likes matter more. Facebook views and 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 making sure people Still want to shop with us matters more. That's what that is. You know, black folks always applauding fucking donations to organizations that they never even heard of. Such and such donates this. Such and such donated that. Such and such donated millions to the black freedom, justice, brutality, melanin movement. Nobody knows what the fuck most of these groups is doing. Motherfuckers still can't account for all the money and donations for Flint. And Flint still has not... Had clean water. Drew Brees threw money at Katrina, post-Katrina. Drew Brees has tons of photo ops with black kids, underprivileged kids, giving high fives, cheese, and smiling. It's great PR. And y'all motherfuckers eat that shit up. The media make a good dummy out of you, make you eat it up. Man, Drew Brees, he one of us. Drew Brees, man. And the white people, Drew Brees has donated so much money to the black community. You see? Now, nobody ever says anything transparent. Nobody ever says anything truthful. Nobody ever says anything on point. Nobody ever says anything about not having black owners in the NFL. Drew Brees is not speaking on your black son being gunned down in the street unarmed because he had a a rear tail light out. He is, however, donating money that he could write off on his taxes to get a fucking baseball field named after his son. He is, however, donating money to a group so y'all motherfuckers can get purple shirts. You feel me? It can't be performative. It can't. You 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 being black in America can't be performative. You looking for allies, that shit can't be performative. These are real ass issues. So like I said, it's not a fucking movie. You can't edit this shit. The issues that you face, those are real bullets, nigga. Those issues your mom faced when she tried to go get a job and her black ass walk in there and they see she black, that's real. You can't you can't tap dance through that. You can't smile and black black post a black square through that. The same thing, like, like I tell my girl, when you have, if you have a boss, like I tell we have conversations, if people, if you have a boss right now and you haven't seen your boss in a minute and you guys are going to go back to work, one thing you have to kind of question or, or view, how did your boss handle the COVID? How did they handle the COVID crisis and the issue? Does that make you want to go work for them again? How do these people handle our issues 
And how do these people have the audacity to tell black men and black women about the black experience in America? They 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 feel so uncomfortable. They infer the 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 complex, the inferiority complex that they have is they don't want to hear. If I if I ran you over, I don't want to hear that I ran you over. You should have been in the street. That's that's what that's what they're coming with, the energy they're coming with. And we're coming with walking and holding hands and signs. When they protest, they bring guns. When we protest, we bring Sharpies. So if I kill you, if I kill your son, if I kill your your daughter, and I know tomorrow you show up with paper and pencil. But if I shut down their salons and they show with AR-15, who y'all think get the real attention? That's really what I want people to think about. Because we're black in America. This shit is not a game. I can't hit the reset button on it. I get one black ass like, and I don't give a fuck with Drew Brees. I don't give a fuck with no no white person, no white authority figure cares. Like, what do you, I'm gonna end this shit the same way I started it. We cannot offer Eurocentric solutions to black issues. We just can't. Now, that's black in America too, man. The Siete's Way podcast. I'm going to be back on here, you know, maybe later in the summer. My son's birthday. Shit, today, we just recorded into my son's birthday. It's June 7th. Uh, my youngest son, he's turned seven today. Um, you know, I'm a proud dad. I'm a proud father. I have two beautiful kids. I have uh, Their mother, she's she's amazing. She works hard for us. It's a, We're a black family. And... Um, you know, I'm 29, dog, and nobody, no black male in my family that come before me got to live like this, got to do this, got to be, you know, a black business owner, a black father, see, see his kids every day and, and really bump heads with the mom and Kobe and Shaq this shit. Like, we, it can't all be peaches and cream. It's got to be, nah, it's got to be nah, nigga, move type shit. It's got to be wake your ass up and get and get get this shit done type shit. It's gotta be like that. We can't have no we can't have we can't half step it. We can't perform it, you know? We can't wax on, wax off this shit. Like we're not trying to we're not trying to show people the perfect side of things. We're not trying to uh keep up with the Joneses. We're not trying to keep up with anybody. We're just trying to set an example for our black kids. So when they have black kids that they can fall back on Things other than trauma, things other than shoes, things other than, you know, the dumb shit that, you know, played our communities for years and years. This is how you lead by example. Now, I quote my my favorite rapper, you know, Nipsey the Great. You feel me? Never taught how to drink. I just lead to the lake. And that's exactly what we're doing. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not finna. I was never taught. 
how to be a man. I was never taught how to be a black man in America. I was never taught, you know, how to get this shit right. But I, I took the challenge up. I stepped up. I took the risk. I faced all that shit, man. All that shit. I faced everything standing on my ten toes. So like, you not don't don't tap into Siete's wave if you expect me to kumbaya that shit. Don't tap into Siete's wave if you expecting to hear me tell you niggas to bring a Pepsi to your oppressor. Don't don't tap into Siete's wave if you think if you want to hear me tell you to get a Bible verse and chant that shit to your oppressor. I'm not. Kill your masters. Bring me their heads. That's what. That's the type of time I'm on. You know, we can infiltrate the spook who sat by the door. We can. That's the type of time I'm on. You feel me? But once again, man, Siete's Wave, Siete's Wave podcast, um, new house, man, new energy. Um, my son's birthday is today. You know, I'm blessed. You know, happy birthday, young Lee. And my daughter's birthday was May 21st. Um, Siete's Wave, man. You can find us on Facebook at Siete's Wave. You can find us on Twitter at Siete's Wave. You can find me on Instagram at Siete's Wave. This podcast is on Spotify. This podcast is on Apple Podcasts. This podcast is anywhere you get your podcast. Um, tap in, man. We're gaming. Um, we're talking. We're, we're doing a lot, man. And with the gaming, I'm hitting over 500 impressions every every month. So if you if you in the gaming, you know, I got some of that, too. It's not just Millicent. <laughs> you feel me? But, yo, Siete's Way, this is the longest episode. This is Black in America 2. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Stay black. Stay dangerous. We out of here, man.